Sport, Insight, Inspiration. This is your host, Arup Soames. Welcome to Kite Talks. All right, uh, we are live. Uh, welcome to Kite Talks. This is Arup Soames here. Uh, we have a lovely gentleman with us. Uh, well, I met him multiple years ago. He's in Japan right now. Suminori Goko. Suminori is the head of national teams as well as youth development. Uh, that's multiple hats uh, right there uh, for the Japan Football Association. Suminori, thank you for taking the time out. Really appreciate uh, you uh, giving us time and, and, and willing to share your experiences with us. Thank you, Arif. Awesome. Uh, so, Suminori, like I mentioned, we'll... Um, we would love to pick your brain on, on your experiences in sport. I know you've had multiple years of experience and, and I, I don't think 30 minutes is enough uh, for that, but uh, would love to start with um, your early exp- experience with the Japan World Cup organizing committee. I think that's, a, that's something that, uh, I mean, me as an Asian, uh, I, I mean, we look at that tournament as, wow, that's one, I mean, when, when sort of Asia was... Uh, um, at the end of the day, that's what, what, what put us on the map. But tell us a little bit of, about that experience and maybe some stories uh, as we go along and we'll take it from there. Thank you. Thank you, Arup, for your introduction. Um, this year, 2020, for me, it's been 18 years, almost 20 years since I started working in a sports business. Wow. So... When Arups asked me to explain my football career background, I need to the going back to 18 years ago. <laughs> so uh, my first career uh, started from 2000, 2002, uh, Korea Japan FIFA World Cup. So that was my first career. Before that, I graduated. Uh, postgraduate course of Japanese university after writing out all the master thesis. And then I jumped in the organizing committee, local organizing committee of Japan, Korea, FIFA World Cup 2002. So that was my first career. Uh, in the JAWOC, Japan World Cup organizing committee, my role was um, printing the papers, <laughs> sorting out all the documents, <laughs> <laughs> writing out the minutes. So that was the first step to do so. And then I spent uh, four months over there, including the tournament itself. Um, actually, I was given a lot of more or like a big the responsibility during mm-hmm. that time. I was, I belong, I belong to international relations department, and then I was one of the secretaries to the tournament director of Japan side. Nice. Yeah, so he was a former FIFA Expo member, the Mr. Junji Ogura. So I was attaching to him as a secretary. So um, I spent like uh, 18 hours a day for all the work to the World Cup to make a success. And then um, 
uh, attaching to the, the tournament director's office. So I didn't like have time to sleep like more than four hours per day. So you can imagine like a printing copies, following the tournament directors, so many things that happens. So many things, yeah. Yes. So from that experience, that was kind of like a hustle and a really mixed up light and heavy, heavy things. And then I learned a lot from there. I so think an experience I, like that gives you so much of, I mean, as a person getting into sports, right? Mm -hmm. Because you said that was your first experience. It must be, yeah. I, I mean, the perspective that it gives you, I mean, hosting mm -hmm. a World Cup, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, fantastic opportunity, right? I mean, you must have been, it, at some level, you must have said, okay, I'm in my dream job. I'm going to work all these hours. <laughs> Yeah, it was, as much as I can. Yes, it was. So I experienced that time like top of the football world yeah. competition. So yeah, that was uh, really uh, important for me to think ahead, you know, look up to my future in terms of my career development. So mm -hmm. yeah, I started from there. Nice. Yeah. I, I want to, um, of course, Japan has been, has, has, a, has a long uh, football history, but I want to mm -hmm. talk about, I mean, I, since, since you had that experience working with the World Cup Organizing Committee, mm -hmm. post that, how have you seen um, sort of the, the football evolve in, in Japan? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, what's your thought process on, on, on that? And, and really, because it's been, like you said, 20 years, of course, and it's a long time and, and we've yeah. seen... Japan do so well. I mean, they've first time ever beating a South American country in the last World Cup. I mean, and, and, and almost making yeah. it uh, through uh, to, to the semis and so stuff like that is, uh, um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely uh, things happening. So how have you, I mean, you've been on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how have you seen it uh, sort of evolve over yeah. Yeah. these multiple yeah. years? Yeah, there are a lot of legacy after the World Cup. Uh, I can summarize in the two points. One is uh, facilities. Okay. There are tons of facilities left after the World Cup, which was used for, of course, the stadium and also training camp. So Japan built up the 10 World Cup stadium at the time. However, um, it was co-hosting. Actually, we had, Japan was planning to single host the World Cup. So they prepare the double things, you know, to <laughs> organize the World Cup. So yeah, that was co-host that the, the World Cup left us the, the twice number of the facilities than expected. Oh, wow. So a lot of training site, a lot of training camp, hotels, stadiums for japan in those days that was a really big legacy because you know football fans a lot but there's not much of facilities to right. enjoy it so that's the one of the biggest one the second one is the people living in japan they really realize that football is really a how do you say in passionate and enthusiastic and then that 
gives something important meaning to the lives. So the FIFA called the 2002 World Cup as a smile, smile of World Cup, World Cup of a smile. So that description shows a lot of like the, the pictures of a World Cup. So that was the second biggest legacy. That's nice. That, yeah. No, that's uh, fantastic. I mean, it, it was an amazing World Cup, that's for sure. Yes. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, uh, I mean, we're, we're going to see sort of that legacy over many years, even going forward, I think. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, uh, talking about your experience now, you've, you then moved uh, uh, to the AFC. Was that, uh, was that the next step? And, and did you plan that? And, uh, or, or was that something that happened by chance? Or, I mean, how was that? How did you, how did you right. make that move? And, and, and then sort of be able to be working with uh, the Asian Football Confederation. I mean, and, and that's uh, in, in my head. Then you're looking at multiple other countries. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a very different uh, perspective, I would think. After the 2002 World Cup, I joined in Japan FA right after that. And then I spent almost like 10 years over there. Um, belonging to competitions, marketing, national teams, the football development. So uh, international relations, a lot of things I experienced mm-hmm. within 10 years. And then we organized FIFA Cloud World Cups four times after that, actually six times, six editions wow. in Japan. So I was uh, the the, like the responsible person from the local organizing committee, like as a tournament director. Mm-hmm. And then I worked with FIFA and FC during that time a lot. So that was one of the reasons I was nominated to, to join in FC as a representative of the Japan Football Association. So in 2013, I joined in AFC in that context. Oh, nice. And, and, and maybe tell us a little bit about that, uh, that role. And, and obviously, mm. being part of AFC, uh, like I said, gives you, well, perspective of, then you mm. sort of, you have to learn about the different, uh, I mean, how football is being developed uh, in, in multiple parts of the world. Uh, I know you've been to India as well. Uh, and, and so just maybe tell us a little bit about that role and, and maybe, uh, I, I mean, how you see, uh, how, how it developed you as an individual. Right. Thank you. Um, before joining AFC, I already worked with FIFA and AFC in many events and the tournament. So I was like kind of confident that I knew already what Asia is, right. what, you know, the other country are. But after <laughs> joining AFC, you know, that experience gave me a different, like, a viewpoint and then perspective to look at 
acceptable, you know, the itself. Um, from FC point of view, 47 member stations of Asia is a family, football family. And then Japan is just only one of them. Yeah, for me, that uh, common sense in Japan, I thought that can be applied to other countries, <laughs> but in many ways, which are not really true. Sometimes Japan is good, sometimes others are better. So, the, you know, that, uh, I learned that uh, things have a lot of pros and cons, good and bad. And then, yeah, I, I really learned that uh, like uh, working for football is about how to deal with the people, not the how to deal with the document. Yeah, that was uh, my <laughs> biggest, yeah, biggest learning point. I love, I love how you put that: not <laughs> deal with people and not to deal with the document. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> how I learned from AFC. I think that's uh, that's that's so so well put because at the end of the day, uh, organizations like FIFA and AFC, I mean, everything is documented. There's journals. There's processes yeah. uh, there's and and yes they work i mean of course i mean these organizations have been uh, well organizing tournaments for many decades yeah. uh, but uh, but it's it's so right at the end of the day you have to be able to mm. understand the people <laughs> mm. Mm. understand how they work understand their culture and maybe uh, uh, since uh, after the say the japan world cup uh, what was your favorite uh, tournament that you uh, that you worked on? <laughs> Very interesting question. Um, yes, um, I would say I was, I was working for World Cup, FIFA World Cup, um, three times okay. inside of the organization. Three times. Mm -hmm. First one, as you said, 2002 World Cup, that was mm -hmm. my first career. The second one was 2014. Woke up in Brazil. Wow. At the time, I was invited by FIFA as uh, one of the assistant general coordinator. So I attached to one of the venues over there. Yeah. And also in 2018, Russia woke up. That's the third one. My, the best woke up was Russia <laughs> in my experience. Because uh, my the, my venue that I was attached to was hosting the the last match of the venue, which was Japan against Belgium. Okay. Oh wow! Japan lost. Yeah. That, match. that is a tough one. Tough one. But uh, I was working on the pitch as a like assistant to general coordinator. So I cannot, cannot forget uh, that moment Japan lost in the last moment of the match. Yeah. That was my, like... <laughs> heartbreaking. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. But uh, uh, yeah, at the same time, I was really lucky to experience 
that historical moment just in front of me, just three, three steps away from the touchline. That was really, uh, I would say, the priceless experience yeah. for me. Well, I mean, even, even after working so many years in, in sport, we, we never, um, uh, well, never stopped being fans, right? Mm. <laughs> I, think, I think that's also, uh, it's on, on some level, I think, like you said, you've worked in three World Cups, yep. uh, and, and, but, but you still feel the emotion, you still feel, uh, it, it's not that, okay, you're just, you're just a, somebody who's making the tournament happen, but uh, you're, you're a fan as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, it's important uh, to, to continue that, that, that feeling. <laughs> To be professional, I was not allowed to express my feelings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, was, uh, that, that, that must have been hard, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been hard, but that's what I promised everybody. From yeah. FIFA. Yes. No, I, was, I, I was, you know, I needed to be neutral. Yeah, at, yeah. As an organizer. So, of yeah. course. That so, that's yeah. a interesting one. Um, so in uh, during your time at the AFC, uh, you've uh, like I said, I mean, of course, you've you've seen multiple countries, different uh, mm. um, uh, parts of, of of Asia. How have you? What's your perspective on on the development of of football uh, now across Asia? You see, I mean, other countries also <coughs> trying hard. Uh, I mean, of course, now you, I mean, with Qatar winning the Asian Asian Cup. Mm. Uh, you see, uh, obviously, other other nations are are catching up. I would say to to Japan and 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 South Korea as as sort of they've always. I mean, these two have always been the dominant Asian football powerhouses. But uh, but uh, tell us your perspective on on the development of football across across Asia. Uh, when you compare with like twenty years ago in Asian football. The gap between the top class of football member associations, national teams, yeah. and the bottom, the gap is getting narrower and narrower. That's for sure. When you look at the Asian Cup, even the, the AFC expanded number of the participating association, mm -hmm. but you don't see like 10-0 or 20-0 scores. True even top and bottom, even if they played, but the, the, the difference of the goals, scores, are really uh, minimized compared with 20 years ago. So, which means, which, I mean, it doesn't mean the top of Asian country, they don't develop themselves, but the, the, there are number of the bottom up from the Asian countries, which FC contributed a lot, and also the other Asian countries, they, they catched up a lot with the top. Yeah. That shows a lot of positive things. That's what yeah. I believe. What do you think some of these countries are doing to, to be able to sort of catch up or, or, or close that gap uh, in, in terms of, uh, I mean, developing the sport? Yes. Um, Asia is really huge, much bigger than Europe, for example. Yeah. Although the number of the association is almost same, but the geographically it's really vast, huge. 
because of that, because of that, there are not many like mixing up or exchange of football experience. Not only the geographical, the like uh, the the differences, but also cultural, religious, you know, the the ethnical differences, making the people. Uh, difficult to exchange the football knowledge. Mm -hmm. However, I really like impressed with this, the online platform, for example, with the technology, mm -hmm. the Asian country, they can share more things. Yeah. And also, I believe that uh, the exchange of players, like not necessary to be exchanged, can be import, can be export. By this way, um, the football like difference is getting uh, smaller and smaller. If you can imagine the Indian players playing in Japan domestically, for example, mm -hmm. and then they experience, I mean, the Japanese football, and they will bring back to the national teams. Right. And then the, they, you know, that uh, sharing something different from outside. And then the, it will be more like strengthens themselves, developing themselves. Yeah. Like vice versa. Yes. The Japanese play game, they play in, in a different country. And then they bring back their experience in Japan. And then mixing up and the blending will the, the provide more the power and the strength to the yeah. national team. Yeah. Right, right. I completely agree. I mean, that, that, that knowledge exchange, uh, I mean, it has to exist and, and yes. it's, it's important. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Completely. So yeah. tell us uh, about, um, I know, uh, I mean, after the AFC, you've now come back or moved back to, mm. to Japan. Was that... Uh, uh, I mean, I'm guessing that was always part of the plan or, or do, do you think that's now you've come sort of full circle now you're back, uh, back to, to where you belong and, and now you're, again, you have, like I said in the beginning, you have multiple hats, uh, head of uh, national teams, which is uh, a lot of pressure in itself. And then of mm -hmm. course, uh, the youth development side. So maybe uh, you can touch on both the roles and tell us uh, sort of how's your, what's your day to day and what is your focus uh, now? Yeah, thank you. That's uh, um, after the leaving AFC, I went back to Japan, and then I I started again competition work. I was I was kind of the expert in the competition operation. Mm -hmm. I mean, throughout my career, but after coming back to Japan, at the beginning I restarted competition work. But now I'm doing my job as head of national teams and youth development, which is totally different from competition organization. Right. That's why I wanted to be involved because um, when I when I did a lot of job in the competition organization, I was kind of really curious why the FIFA World Cup like top eight quarter finalists 
dominated by specific countries for more than half century. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest question. And then I, I thought um, it's, it would definitely give gives me, it would give me the crew um, if I work in the uh, football on field from players and then the staff's perspective. And then I was confident that I will be able to see the more bright future of football business and also football development. This is like a, the front and back of the coin. It's yeah. not the separate things. The football on field and also the football organization, that's really the big factor in terms of football development. So I was, I was requ requesting to put me in the national teams and youth development. Now, yeah, it comes true. And then, yes, that's how, we, how, how I ended up with the current <laughs> position in Japan FA. Nice. So maybe you can uh, elaborate a little bit on 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 the on on your role, or without without telling us any confidential information. <laughs> <laughs> there are so but, many confidential information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> but 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 no. I mean, how how is uh, because I we I've read so much about Japan's mm. hundred year plan, and and there are a lot of uh, I mean these uh, thought processes with uh, um, with Japan football, and and we've seen the JFA sort of uh, get get bigger and better. But but of course the like you said, it's two sides of the coin: youth development and uh, yeah, um, the the on field, the national teams. Uh, so because unless you're able to develop the youth, you're not going to be able to get uh, teams to compete with uh, yeah. uh, with all the the formidable. Uh, countries. So again, maybe just jump in uh, into your mm. specific role and, and how do you need to get involved in, and sort of what do you envision for yourself uh, in, in the future of this role? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the, let's say that two things mainly that I do, what I'm doing in this current job. Uh, one is, of course, I need to ensure the professional the operation of the teams, national teams. So I have the, the many, the team managers under me, and then they are focusing on the, the administrative work of the teams. And then the, the current, the team's operation should include like the friendly matches strategy, and also the selection and also contract with the, the coaching staffs and then communication with the players and the clubs that's really important operational things mm -hmm. that's the that work has to be done by the older member associations that's yeah. normal uh, second one which is more important for me is uh, uh, working for the strategy and the tactics for next 10 years, 20 years, wow. even 30 years. Uh, the Japan Football Association, they have a vision and a mission 
which declared that Japan national team will be world champion by 2050. Wow. So within next 30 years, we need to be a champion at some time. <laughs> That's, uh, you can easily say, but it's really hard to achieve. Yeah. However, 30 years later, I will be 30 years older, but uh, <laughs> more important things that if the baby was born now, he or she will be 30 years old, 30 years later, that's of yep. course. Mm -hmm. So meaning the, the top player 30 years later will be born sometimes around now yeah so we need to prepare right now for like the development of grassroots and also kids program kids yep. under six under eight under ten mm -hmm. we've been working on this 20 years however we need to be more like the proactive to elaborate more things so the, the, the drawing the map of the strategy for the next 30 years, that's my uh, more important role in this current position. No, fantastic. And it's, it takes quite a bit of uh, strength and understanding and research to, to be able to look so far ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's, that's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. and, and it's... Uh, it's required at the end of the day, there, there are a lot of countries who, who don't do that, uh, who just look at, okay, what can we do in the next, uh, well, four to five years or, and, and, and well, 30 years is, is really long. And, 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 and that's, I think, uh, where a lot of the other Asian countries look up to uh, Japan and say, okay, we got to be able to um, emulate what, what, what you guys are doing and uh, hopefully follow suit. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. What important is that uh, it's not necessary to follow the pathway thirty years, next thirty years, because the many things will change. We need to be flexible to adjust ourselves. But what important thing is uh, we need to draw the line mm -hmm. at this moment with some strategy. Yeah. And then we will review if necessary and then change, modify, adjust. Mm -hmm. And then we can the, develop our discussion yeah. for the next steps. So that's why we're trying to look at the longer period. And then, of course, we need to think about how the technology will develop. Right. So many factors to be considered. But important thing is, again, look at the future plan right now, maximum. Mm -hmm. that, that will be beneficial. That will be beneficial for the next discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I need to do, what we need to do. What, uh, uh, if, if I may ask, uh, I mean, obviously this plan is a sort of 360 degree. You need to involve not only hmm. Um, the teams, but you need to involve, like you mentioned, also 
uh, I mean, the league. You need mm -hmm. to inform the other, the sort of team owners, the players. Uh, and, and when you look at the youth development side, you need to involve parents, right? Because uh, they're also a very key stakeholder because at the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to push their kids uh, into, into football. And, and, and you guys, uh, as the JFA, have to be able to convince them saying, okay, listen, this is for the good of, uh, well, the country. And it's, it's, uh, it's quite a hard job, I would think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you touch on a very important factors, which is parents. Because they are, they are the one who ask kids to play or who allow kids to play football. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we can say that we need to educate parents in a sense, mm -hmm. but it's not like from top to bottom. Uh, we want to like develop together with the parents. That's more the, the good way to mm -hmm. explain. So uh, we need to get involve the parents as a coach. So we need to develop our coach education, which can be applied to the parents. Right. So that we have more like knowledgeable the families to touch on the kids. Yeah. Taking care of their development. So that's that's the way the how we working on the grassroots actually for the last 15 years. Wow. It's been already 15 years. That's why some, um, the, 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 we are awarded as uh, the FC grassroots gold chapter the several times. That's uh, one of the proof that we focusing on the right way, right track to do so. Yeah, no, and it's, well, long-term planning like that, like, I mean, it's, you have to involve all the, all the yeah. possible stakeholders, the coaches, I guess the schools, and it's a massive exercise. And, 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 and honestly, if, if you ask me from an, well, outsider perspective, outside Japan, I would say it's, I mean, it's, there's only one way it can go, which is Japan winning, being world champions uh, eventually, because uh, you're already moving in that direction. And, Mm -hmm. And and you have as long as the vision is there, it's uh, it's very achievable. It's not that it's uh, it's it's something that's uh, that's that's not uh, going to be possible. Yeah, we're trying to visualize the goal, which is world champion. However, for me, it's not really the final final goal. For me, we need to uh, emphasize that. Uh, we play football because of our lives. That's the most important thing for everybody. So, I mean, we're trying to send our message saying that let's enjoy football for our lives or let's enrich our lives through football. Yeah. That's the most important message. It's not the, you know, becoming a world champion. Yeah. Because it, once we become world champion, and then nothing to do, you know, <laughs> losing the goals, it, it shouldn't be like that. But yeah, enriching the life for football is more important for all of us. Nice. No, that's uh, that, that's so true, and I love that that line. Uh, 
I mean, in, enriching the lives of football. It's, it's, ex- I mean, it's, everybody should be focusing on, I mean, at least all the footballing nations, which are pretty much all the nations in the world, yeah. uh, uh, should, should have that kind of sort of clarity and, and focus and, and appreciate you being uh, extremely honest and, and, and open about it, which is uh, fantastic. Um, any, any closing thoughts for us, uh, uh, Suminori, uh, for us, I mean, I, we, to, to cap our conversation, I know uh, it's, it's, in general, it's a, it's a tough time currently, of course, for, for multiple reasons, uh, yeah. but, uh, but uh, let's look at the positive and, and if you have any closing thoughts for our, for our listeners. Um, many, the, like, the football legend, the famous player and coaches, they, they said that, and I, I want to quote one of the message. I like the phrase, like, um, uh, they said, <clears throat> sorry, I want, I want to try to say something. <laughs> Um, yes, in the football, most important part of the game is not when you win the game, but more important thing is that when you lose the game, how you behave, that shows your value and then your reality. So I like that phrase because uh, football, through football, uh, we telling ourselves to make many things positive and then we should accept even negative things, but for something for the future as in a positive way. So looking at this current difficult situation, of course, we can depress ourselves. That's easy. However, uh, we can also look at the bright side, which is how we can learn from this situation and how, what we can invent or develop from this situation. Mm-hmm. So, also, I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, the technology is really key. Yeah. And online, a while ago, before this the difficult situation, many, many people think that we should meet face-to-face, <laughs> not screen-to-screen, you know? <laughs> but in this situation, we can accommodate in some somehow of course we have two things one is face to face and then one is online basis we know pros and cons right now so i can look at the bright side of this you know the using the technologies in the communication mm-hmm. and then actually we can like shorten our distance you know yeah. that uh, the on the house and at the same time we need to keep social distance however we can you know shorten the distance <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's true 
yeah, with the technology. That's uh, one of the things, yes, we need to, you know, look out to the future in a positive way. Now that's awesome. So, Mayori, thank you so much. It's been uh, awesome. And, 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 I've, and I really appreciate uh, the honesty and, and, and sort of the clarity of thought that you've brought uh, with, with regards to your experience and, of course, uh, the work that you're doing. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure, Arup.